welcome everybody to today's episode of Making the Shift with the Legal Work. Uh, today I'm super excited to welcome a friend of mine, Nosipo van der Bracht. Uh, Nosipo and I uh, know each other from uh, being in practice and uh, we've gotten to know each other throughout the years and we stayed in contact and it's such a pleasure to be able to uh, share Nosi's experience um, with our audience and um, you know, get some insights from her because she is the queen of making transitions happen, especially as a legal professional. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, wow. Nosi. Thank you. That is such a wonderful introduction and thank you so much. Um, I'm really, really you know, uh, thrilled to uh, do this interview with you, uh, Bells. I call her Kintu in <laughs> honor of ancestors, Kintu. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm also extremely excited and would love to share my journey. And, you know, thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So, um, I'm going to introduce Nosi's illustrious career to everybody, um, and I hope um, she, you guys can get insights from her and be inspired by her because her story really is um, very inspiring. So Nosi studied uh, law at the University of the Witwatersrand, and then she went on to do her uh, LLM at Birkbeck University. Um, she, came, this, she came back to South Africa and was in practice for three years. Um, after leaving practice, she went on to do contract work as a legal advisor within Johannesburg. And eventually, Nosi moved into entrepreneurship. And when I say she moved on to entrepreneurship, <laughs> she, she moved into entrepreneurship. Nosi wears many hats um, as an oh entrepreneur. My God. <laughs> she has a, an amazing clothing boutique called Earthnut in Rosebank uh, Mall. And she also has another company called Chocolate Tribe, which she runs with her husband. That's correct. And um, they basically do film and production work through uh, that company. And then she also offers legal consulting <coughs> services to various corporations. So she's wearing the lawyer hat. She's wearing the business manager hat. She's wearing the legal manager hat. She's wearing the, the you know, designer extraordinaire hat. <laughs> and, um, oh, my God. So inspiring. <laughs> Oh wow! Who is she? Oh Who my is God. she? We love her. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome! Wow! Thank you. Um, yeah, I think um, um, bells for me. What was important, um, you know, in terms of the transition, was moving from you know a purely legal. Um, you know, space to the, the various spaces that you've mentioned was that I, I honestly wanted to create a legacy uh, for myself and for my family. Um, what became important because at that time, I remember my kids, I've got a set of twins and um, a, a third, um, a, um, you know, a third child, uh, my young one. And the twins at that point were nine years old and the little one was three years old. And for me, um, you know, what was important as a mother was to be able to enjoy those moments with my, uh, my young ones. And at the same time, being an ambitious woman, I wanted to make sure I create a, a legacy for them as well. And I think my mindset um, changed in terms of, I moved from the concept of not only wanting to, you know, work for other people, but to work with other people. And so it was important to sort of, um, maybe not sidestep um, the, the, the sort of traditional way of working, but incorporate other ways of working. 
And at that point in time, that it was 2014, um, I think um, South Africa, the world was going through a, a progressive um, outlook in terms of how women are working um, or are employed. And so for me, when I saw those opportunities, I thought this is the time to actually do it. So yeah, um, yeah, that, 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 that introduction was just so amazing. I, you know, it's given me a, a, a sweaty start because I'm like, wow, is that me? Plus being a mom and a wife on top of absolutely, all of that. So, absolutely. And, and wearing um, all those hats and, um, you know, for me personally, I've always admired you and I've always, and one thing that oh, for our oh. listeners who may not know Nosi, Nosi is so dedicated and so committed to oh. anything that she does. And um, you, for the rest of us who have one thing to focus on and even <laughs> then, <laughs> even then, uh, you know, we're always distracted and, you know, not quite clear on what the focus is and, you know, where we're taking things and the direction, you know, in which we're taking things. So this leads me on to my my next question, Nossi. Um, right. So you've been through a couple of transitions, you know, from right. practice to legal advisor to eventually starting your own thing. And you've explained to us so eloquently around what your motivations were. Um, yeah. You know, obviously making these decisions, you know, especially as a, as a mom and a wife, you know, these decisions have an impact on your family. So right. in, in your transition, um, tell us about how your community helped you. And by community, this can be your family, professional colleagues, um, you know, you name it. Um, what was your support structure like as you were making these various transitions um, in, throughout your career? Yeah, I must say I've been incredibly lucky because I've got an extremely supportive family. So um, my, my parents, for one, were like, go for it. I, I know my mom, when she heard that, you know, I'd left the law firm and she was like, what, really? You know, but knowing you, I know you, you've got an amazing future ahead of you. So I think they, they encouraged me, first of all, you know, I had a lot of um, um, kind and, and, and wise words from them. And then it was obviously followed by action that if you need anything, you know, any, you know, things like childcare, um, assistance in any way, we are there for you. And I think wow. in terms of my community, um, um, they they were also you know very um, encouraging in terms of if I required advice if I you know required moments where I just needed um, somebody to talk to um, and also business in terms of them passing on my contacts to different people because that really really matters in terms of networking you know you never know where your CV. Uh, reaches and if you've got a group of people who are willing to pass it on to other people or say a kind and a good word about you that goes that goes a long way so um, my community was amazing in that regard um, once people knew that I was no longer you know um, in, in the sort of formal corporate space a lot of people took my CV and sent it through um, to different uh, people so that um, it was easier for me to then make that transition to be honest nice nice and mm. you know you this question is kind of like threefold considering that you are sort of wearing three different professional hats but um That's but you know knowing what you know now um in your current space what is one thing you wish you knew beforehand before going into the entrepreneurship uh, path or you know before starting your own businesses or what is the one thing you wish you knew before you you started that transition 
I think uh, I had an inkling about um, the amount of work that was needed in, in the industries that I'm in, but I, I just didn't know to the extent um, that work needed to be done. You know, I was aware of the challenges to, to some extent as well, that it wasn't going to be a walk in the park. Um, I, I was aware that I'd have moments of doubt and moments of, you know, um, insecurity and, and, and even naysayers within the industry, because when you are new to something, remember, I, I like you, I did my, um, my, 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 uh, LLB, then I did my um, LLM. And for me, my forte and my space was the legal space. And that's mm -hmm. what I know. And that's what I've always done. And so going into um, film and production and being with people who've done that for years, and then suddenly here's this, um, and remember, there's also a suspicion when it comes to lawyers, you know, a lot of people don't um, take on lawyers in, in a friendly way. We're not necessarily <laughs> seen as, you know, um, you know, the people that you kind of like want to incorporate in your, in your group. So there was a lot of suspicion. There was a lot of, um, what does she know? Who is she? You know, why now? You know, all sorts of, um, um, questions, but, uh, I was on, on course. Um, and I was, um, determined not to be moved from my goal. And I think one of the other things that I sort of, um, forgot to touch on really was the support of also my husband because when we started the business we started it together so instantly I had a um, you know a, a person where we could um, bounce each other as ideas off each other mm -hmm. and we could um, you know go through those moments together so it wasn't necessarily a lonely pursuit mm -hmm. there's somebody else that you can um, you know um, talk to and get through the day with um, mm -hmm. so I think the one thing I, I wish I knew before was um, you know the, the 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 amount of work that was still required in that industry to be done, mm -hmm. and I think in some in some way it's it's an exciting thing because just just to give you a little bit of background in terms of um, Chocolate Tribe because that's actually become the sort of like runaway success um, um, company. Um, it, you know, the, the visual effects and animation industry globally is worth something to the tune of 270 billion US dollars. Wow. Um, I think some report said, you know, in 2020, that is what it would be worth. And obviously our life has kind of drastically changed, but that is, the kind of um, money that we're talking about and influence film has. And I feel like in South Africa, it's still so underappreciated mm. um, as, a, as a discipline or as a field. So just to, again, dovetail back to the question you asked, I wish I knew how much work was required because it's one of those um, industries that still you know, require a lot of exposure um, mm. and require um, us to conscientize other people that listen in a, in a country that uh, is, is, is um, struggling with unemployment and, and also creativity. 
here's a, an opportunity that people can look at as a, um, a place to, to look for um, opportunities. We don't need to necessarily be looking for opportunities in one area or in the sort of traditional areas we all look, um, you know, look at. Um, mm. So I, I wish I knew how much work um, needed to be done, but I'm happy that I'm, you know, in this space and able to witness the growth of the industry, mm. um, the, the the potential that's in it, and also maybe to push the message um, to say, you know, young people don't um, see this as a second or a third option. It is a viable career. Mm. Um, it is highly also, you know. Um, lucrative overseas i mean if you look at how we see film uh, um in the in the us or in the uk it's a huge industry mm. but in in south africa we don't um you know we don't view it with the same eyes so i would definitely um you know i would have gone in with with my extra energy knowing what I know now, but I'm happy that I know this and mm. I'm ready to, to take on whatever needs to be done in terms of making it, you know, a success for other people as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you said so much uh, in, in, um, in, in that answer around things that I think so many people struggle with. So entering into a new industry, you know, being plagued by things like um, right. imposter syndrome or, you know, where you try, where there's already like right. a glass ceiling for you as you enter and, you know, trying to navigate your way through that. And so it ties in is quite a nice segue into, right. um, into my next question. So if there's somebody out there who's listening, who is, would love to make a transition similar to you. So for example, moving from practice into, uh, you know, an entrepreneurship um, element that's maybe not necessarily law related and they want to, um, um, right. you know, make the same transition as you, what advice would you give to that person? I would definitely say go for it. That would be my first um, um, uh, point of There's a reason why you, 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 you feel like you need to consider another option. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I would also say is prepare yourself. I think while you're still in practice right now, you know, I think go through the, the, um, the, the mental exercise of preparing yourself for, you know, a totally different experience to what you, 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 you've had in practice, open your mind, um, and your, your spirit to, to new experiences. So I would definitely say mentally prepare. So that would be the first thing. The second thing I would say is uh, uh, prepare financially, you know, um, and make sure you've got um, milestones. Maybe, you know, you, you save up money for a year uh, in order to be able to pay your mortgage, your car, and all sort of like, you know, your living expenses. Mm. And, um, and then I think everything else, you know, I, I can't really tell you uh how you'll experience a, a transition because it's a, a deeply personal thing Absolutely. um and so the, the the two sort of practical 
suggestions or uh, points that I can offer is that be mentally prepared for, you know, naysayers for, uh, but also great experiences, you know, open Mm -hmm. your mind up to new experiences, to new people. Mm -hmm. And secondly, uh, prepare financially and also prepare to work hard. Hey, uh, being an entrepreneur is long hours, um it is it can be also a very lonely road because you're the only one that actually and fully appreciates your vision and your the, the, you know the idea of your legacy you're the only one that really embodies it so you need to be able to uh put in um the requisite work and energy it's uh, it could be 24 hours um of of energy that you need to put daily especially in the beginning Mm. um and stay positive stay happy and um and 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 don't be discouraged because there will be people who are telling you not to go there not to do it it can't be done um but in every aspect we need pioneers we need um you know people who will chart new courses and so definitely go for it absolutely um, and then I wanted to ask you, so regarding uh, your legal services consulting work, um, right. with a big push and a big move towards uh, legal services being more um, technology driven, you know, there's, right. uh, you know, there's always the threat of AI. How are you currently using technology to make uh, how you perform your legal services work um, easier or better? Do you have any tools, you know, specific tools that you use or, um, you know, uh, or are you still using old school style of writing everything down on a piece of paper? Um, how, how's technology helping you to, to make your dream of uh, legal consulting services much more easier and manageable, given that you are, uh, you know, also running other businesses separate from it? Yeah, yeah. I think what I've done is to uh, centralize my working system. So for my, my, my legal services, but also the, the two businesses. And one thing I must tell you, the, 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 the singularly uh, important piece of tech for my phone. My phone is basically my office for the most part, my, my, my mobile and my um, iPad, mm. um, where I'm able to do a lot of the stuff um, <clears throat> That, you know, you would need, I mean, even as we, we speak right now, this is how I would um, conduct certain meetings um, with, you know, certain clients that don't necessarily want you to come in. Mm. So the phone is is an amazing, um, and, you know, it sounds very basic, but it is an amazing tool in terms of that level of communication. And in, in most instances, once you've established a great relationship with your, your clients, WhatsApp, you know, they are happy to WhatsApp you things. They're happy to um, ask you questions on, um, you know, those platforms as well. Mm. Um, And, and so what I've done is to create a, a, a linked system with all my businesses, because as you, as you so rightly said in the beginning, you know, I'm this one person that's doing these various roles. So I need a, a, a system that works for me, that speaks to, you know, all the, the roles that I, um, I, I hold. And so my phone, um, my iPad and laptop are sort of like my key uh, tech tools um, to, to get things going. And then 
just you know to go one stage up and and i will move um to the aspect of of for example chocolate tribe um and 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 what we've done in terms of the tech is that we uh we've bought quite a few industry standard um software um and developed our own software as well wow. um to 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 help us streamline our pipelines so the way we work as well and so that's what i'm saying that even across the the businesses what we've done is is to manage and streamline all our work processes so it's easier for me to to get things done uh it's quicker for uh for me to also disseminate information and knowledge and data to my partners or uh, my colleagues so um yeah it it it, it makes it um quite efficient in that way and i'm not the most tech person i must tell you so <laughs> it's been quite daunting as you remember back in 2014 you know notebooks and i i still feel a, a little bit of uh, attachment to writing things down <laughs> because it's a mental process of remembering uh, and of acknowledging that that meeting happened. So I will write it down. Um, and I guess it's more a force of habit than it is, um, you know, something that, 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 that's got to do with working efficiently. It's more, I like seeing um, words on paper uh, <laughs> as an attorney. I think uh, it's something that all of us still are quite a, Attached to completely, yeah. completely, so. completely. Um, I think I think it's um, amazing. Um, though um, in, I'm the same. I still have I have like five notebooks floating around at any yes. given time that have notes on this or that or the other. But I think uh, you know what uh, living through COVID nineteen has shown us is that um, you know the face of business is changing and you know all of the restrictions that people used to place particularly on women around how women work and you know their their ability to perform especially if they right. have families you know it's it's turned that whole argument on its head because we can be just as functional and just as productive and just as effective at home you know and um mm. i think we're, we're in for some exciting times with our notebooks and our technology um absolutely yeah. <laughs> i think we're in for i'm glad you, you mentioned that yeah sorry yeah. sorry to interrupt you i'm glad you mentioned the the issue of how women are perceived um in terms of how we work and what's also worked in in our favor i think just across the board is women we are multitaskers you know mm. we are a, a able to be you know uh, baking in one um, uh, area of the of, of, of the house and then the next one we're on a Skype call and the next one we're doing and that multitasking has you know made us um, you know um, function in in, in in very in, in diverse and in varying um, circumstances so mm. you're you're flexible you are able to move from one um, space to another so yeah, I just wanted to mention that, um, <clears throat> you know, young women coming up and being told you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, I think, you know, we debunk that, um, you know, stereotype or mm -hmm. 
we demystify those um, stereotypes about women not being able to work efficiently and being distracted, you know. Mm. And that's another thing I wanted to mention about the fact that, you know, when you're a, a woman with children, you, you, your priorities change, you know. And that's not to say you're no longer interested in, in your career. You are very much, you know, uh, interested in your career. It's tied to the livelihoods of your children. Mm. And you want them to succeed. You want them to go to the best schools, to, you know, to be happy and to have all the sort of creature comforts. Um, so um, if there's anybody who's, who's motivated um, in this day and age, I think it's women. We, we've got a point to prove. And um, so, yeah. I just wanted to add that to it's perfect to your point it's yeah. perfect and I, and as i said i think um you know we careers are going to change drastically and you know sometimes especially you know from coming from a background of being in practice you know those things right. sort of were were like you know the death of your career once you introduce children into the picture you know there were all of these yep. assumptions attached to it um but that leads me on to my own my next question where um right. you know getting through sometimes getting through those type of things sometimes requires um strong leadership and mentorship do you have right. any uh, examples of the role that mentorship has played in your career um whether through an organic relationship or through a structured program that um yeah you know, the firms of the companies that you've previously worked for, um, yeah. provided. And how, if, if yes, how did that, um, relationship help you grow, um, in your professional capacity? Yeah. I've had amazing mentors, um, Kintu, especially, I mean, I can remember as way back, even in high school. And for me, it's very important because those are very, like they are foundational um, relationships and they, they propel you and push you to um, ascend to, to a higher you. So uh, I remember my French teacher, uh, amazing lady who's since passed, but I remember her fondly because she, she, she really opened up the world for us, you know, and she encouraged us to, to travel. And even, you know, when you're young, you have doubts uh, can I do this? I'm like, absolutely, you can do it. So I think I can call back um, or I can sort of go back as far as, as far back as in high school, um, being mentored by my, my, my French teacher. And when I was in practice as well, um, I, I, I fondly remember, uh, you know, I, I hope I'm okay to mention uh, Murray Hawthorne, who was an amazing mentor while I was in practice, very mild-mannered attorney who was extremely brilliant in, um, you know, in, in the field of pro bono. Um, and uh, still, you know, very, very calm. And so for me, that meant a lot because it meant that as an attorney as well, you, you could be a, um, a, 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 a compassionate attorney. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a characteristic that a lot of attorneys don't necessarily you know, um, um, have or, or, or have, yeah. exactly display. Mm. That's it. I think that's the right word, display, because I'm sure they have it. But you know, <laughs> it's seen as a as a no, because attorneys have to be sharks and they have to be tough and they have to, you know, want want to win it all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All or nothing. Exactly. So, <laughs> Exactly. So, so for me, that, that, you know, I remember, you know, people um, um, such as uh, Mary Hawthorne, who was very calm, you know, very measured and um, 
um, and through the, the the mentorship program that we had in the in the law firm, I just absolutely you know drew a, a lot of strength from you know the direction that he would be um, suggesting or, 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 or sort of nudging me towards and um, and I think it was also learning how to be a, a, um, a compassionate attorney. Um, the whole point of being a lawyer for me was to be a lawyer that um, helped others and was able to make an impact on other people. And, and that's something I carry with me. So I think mentorship has had a, a formidable role in, in, in who I am actually as a, as a character and as a person. And I think later in business, I've carried that on because a lot of the times also in business, you're seen as a weak leader. If you show compassion, you know, people walk all over you. If you are too soft or you, you, um, you pay too much attention to uh, people's soap stories and all of that. But I think we are, um, you know, learning each day that, compassion is an important part of your business um, ethos and so uh, mentorship has played a, 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 an incredible role um, for me and I'll also say that, you know even when you don't have the mentor of your of your dreams that teaches you something because in instances where you've had maybe a mentor who does not necessarily give you what you require, that tells you how, how not to do um, um, things. So mm. I think in every situation you learn something and um, it, it, it kind of directs you or molds you into the, the kind of best you you want to be. So um, yeah. And I've been lucky and, my mentors have not just been, you know, in a, in a, in a formalized structure. Um, my, I, I still see my parents as, as mentors, you know, they are hard work. They are, uh, my mom just recently uh, retired after about 50 years as a, a, a nurse. So wow. I, I have to, you know, put that in there especially at this time with COVID and essential workers nurses looking after us and all of that and mm. we've been doing that for a good um, 45 50 years and so I think I've, I've learned a lot from the people around me who've, who've mentored me organically and others through a formalized structure um, yeah awesome and you know on that note, uh, we encourage vulnerability. It's a safe space here. Right. So I wanted to right. ask you uh, if you would be so kind as to share a moment uh, throughout your career, or especially now in, in your transition stage, where you failed or you doubted yourself um, along this journey and what mindset or beliefs or practices you adopted to overcome these challenges, especially things like imposter syndrome, realizing that there's right. you know, um, barriers to entry for you know along many different lines we don't need to get into them but yeah uh, if you could yeah. just talk, talk us through um you know a moment in your in your career where you felt like you know the walls of jericho were closing in on you <laughs> <laughs> wow I, I, look i the as a human being, I think there are a number of those um, instances, you know, we, we go through hardship, we go through moments when we doubt ourselves and 
Um, and to some extent, you need to go back to that space where you can realign and recalibrate. Um, I remember when I came back to South Africa from the UK in 2010, 11, um, it was a new, new country, even though I was born here, but it was a new space. I'd been away for 10 years and um, lots had changed. And so I felt, you know, I wasn't at ease. I, I wasn't sure whether I fitted in, um, didn't know whether my kids would fit in, didn't know whether my, my career would take off. I, I, I was, you know, unsure that we'd made the right move um, coming back to South Africa. So, um, and it was an incredibly difficult time because you, you, you've moved in terms of career, you've moved in terms of um, your family, so household and all of it. So uh, it was a very difficult time. And, um, but, you know, all I can say is when you are focused on the goal that you, you, you've set yourself on, and you're an authentic um, person and you understand yourself, I think even those hardships um, and even those walls of Jericho um, toppling, <laughs> you know, around you, it, it, it will move you for a second. And, you know, as long as you, you stay put on um, your, your, um, your two feet, then um, it, it doesn't really become a, a big event but I must also say one of the hardest moments um, Kinto at the moment I think for us across the board is what's happening right now you know and that has created a, an existential threat to to all of us and uh, not only in terms of, of of business but I think in terms of us as um, humanity and um, that's that's called us to to question the way things work globally, um, um, the way things work uh, in terms of our businesses and in terms of um, you know a, a number of, of of issues. So I think we are in a space uh, as as human beings and myself personally it's been quite a trying time um these past seven weeks under lockdown and trying to figure out that you know when things are going well your businesses are going well you are building up this legacy as i go back to um all is well you, you you're happy you, you you're tested when obviously things don't um you know go well and you start to to feel a, a, a bit of um uncertainty so i think right now is also a, a great time of hardship for everybody not just mm. for for us um mm. you know as a family as a, a community a country and globally so mm. yeah I, I think it's 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 a hard time for for everyone so it is indeed. Yeah. It is indeed. Uh, you're mm. speaking to the choir here. I think there's. I don't mm. think there's a single person who's not touched by um, what's happening currently in the world in some way. You know, some. You know, it. I don't know. It's. It's. It's hard to. It's. It's so hard to really 
wrap your head around everything that's happening and you know things mm. like, things like making plans you can't make plans right, right. Now because mm. there's so much uncertainty um but what's keeping you sane like what what practices have you adopted are you journaling are you meditating are you um you know plugging yourself into work uh, as much as you yeah. can under the circumstances yeah. how are you what what practices are you looking to to keep yourself grounded and you know to keep yourself going during this time I, I don't know whether it's meditation because I struggle. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people are, um, are dedicated to medication or, are, are, um, you know, they find meditation as a way of, of calming themselves. Uh, for me, I, I just love absolute quiet. I don't know if that's meditation. I, I don't want to uh, necessarily um sit in a room with my legs folded but I just um, like the, the, the serenity of just absolute silence mm. um, and uh, so that's one thing the second thing is um, I, I read a lot um, and I inform myself with what's happening around um, you know our space um, so that's that's kept me sane in as far as you know, trying to understand what's happening, um, you know, around us. But I think it's also just taking walks with, with the kids around the yard. It's rediscovering areas of my garden that I didn't know existed. <laughs> so, um, and um, I think it's just in, in the calm and in the quiet that I'm, I'm finding a, a peaceful sp space um, and reading quite a bit and also getting into more designing, as you know, nice. part of my, my, yeah, so I design quite a lot um, and we can't wait till, you know, we open so we can showcase our new designs and, um, and something that I've also gotten into, which I, I, I absolutely love, and but at the same time struggle with, is writing. I love to write poetry. I love to write short stories. So I've started developing that as, as a habit as well, just to keep me, um, you know, sane and, and centered. But um, yeah, I, I, I personally think we need to ride the wave, if you know what I'm saying. I think absolutely. we need to accept yeah, we need to absolutely. accept what's happening. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it is exactly that. Uh, uh, riding the wave, accepting that, you know, we're not in control, appreciating yes. the, the few things that we are actually in control of. So, for example, uh, how you interact, you know, uh, during lockdown with your family, you know, you're in control right. of yourself and your reactions. And, um, you know, uh, for me... Uh, I always put people on this app because it helps me a lot, um, but it's called Insight Timer and it's, it's got okay. a basic one, one on one. Look at me advertising people's applications <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast. But that's okay. <laughs> it's this awesome uh, app. If, if you haven't heard of it, it's called Insight Timer and it even has like um, programs that uh, show if you've never, if you're not a meditator or you don't know how to, or you don't know how to practice. Mind yeah. Things, yeah. Uh, it's got like a Yay. lot of helpful tips yeah. on how to do that and that's uh yeah. what's been helping me get sane because i'm as as our listeners know i'm in paris there's no garden we are oh, no. <laughs> exactly yeah. so you oh, know no. i can see the trees from the window but that's about as good as it gets um oh. but on that note uh, i wanted to ask you um seeing uh, as we've discussed so much about your career and your journey right. what would yeah. your younger self be most proud of right now if they could have a conversation with you 
Wow, that is such a brilliant question. Wow, what would my younger self be proud of? I think um, in whole, the, the woman that I've become, I think the mother that I've become and um, the fact that I've gone into places where my younger self would never have imagined. So in my 20s, my my sole and only um, dream and the pinnacle of my success was I want to be an attorney. and um, And that was the sum total of it. And so to extend that, um, you know, dream, that aspiration to being a, an entrepreneur, a, a, a businesswoman, um, you know, a fashion designer yes. is, is so awesome for me, you know, and, and getting into a creative space, mind you, um, into where we grew up and how and I'm, I'm sure a lot of your listeners will also resonate to some extent with what I'm saying a lot of us were told you need to go into a formal uh, career such as law um, such as being a doctor engineer those were careers that you know um, smart people go into you know and I always felt there was so much more to to me and um, to who I was than, um, you know, w- w- what I'd, I'd studied, you know, I always wanted to delve into different things. And so to my younger self, I think she would be proud that I have kind of enlarged or I've stretched out my horizon to things which I would never have back then thought about or envisioned as a possibility. And I must be, you know, grateful to all my mentors, um, you guys. I mean, this platform itself is so amazing to give voice and um, expression to the journeys that women are are taking, you know. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I think that 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 is an amazing thing that you're also doing. And uh, for other young women as well to say you can be all those different things because when we are growing up we are told you have to be this this one thing you know or you're flaky you don't know what you want to do why are you doing this that and the other but you know my story really is meant to um motivate people and young women and young men as well to say if you if you can you know um dream it go for it you know and I think the world is also interested in um, multi-potentialites so people who are multi-talented um, the solutions that we need for current global problems or um, even in, in, in companies in homes in, in, in all the little spaces you need people who are multifaceted you know and uh, multi-skilled uh, and so I think to my younger self, I would say, you know, calm down. <laughs> it's going to be okay, you know, and um, go for it. You know, wow. that is amazing. That is so amazing. Um, yes, to the multi-hyphenated uh, <laughs> <laughs> women of the future. I love it. And now we're going through a 
rapid fire round. Um, so Nosi, okay. I'm going to ask you some questions and you just have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, that's right. the idea. <laughs> oh my so, God, yeah. Rapid fire round, here we go. What right, is the one okay. thing you want to change about the legal industry? Pardon, industry. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say lack of compassion. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then what's your go-to power outfit? My go-to power outfit. So I love black. So for me, until they invent a darker color than black, black <laughs> is, is, is it for me. And it would be a, uh, a pantsuit uh, in black mm-hmm. with a white shirt and a black tie or a kind of funky bow tie with a nice uh, pair of heels. Yes. And yes. what is your biggest email pet peeve? I think when people don't address or or they don't um, put a salutation, so um, dear Belinda, and it's just they get into the conversation (laughs) as though, you know, I I find that quite irritating. And can I just also mention when they um, don't spell people's names correctly and it's right there on the email. So sorry, two of those. (laughs) Do you know how many emails I get where people don't see my first name and then they just say, hello, Kintu. I'm like, you don't know me. <laughs> Hello. Don't, don't they know that it's only me who calls you Kintu? <laughs> I know, right? It's only you. Yeah. Uh, what is your most used emoji when you're texting or messaging people? <laughs> I think it's the, 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 the one that's laughing with tears um, <laughs> sideways. What is it? That, that really cracks me it. up. I love that's that one. one of my favorite as well. And here's another one. I can't stop spending money on? On bags. (laughs) Bags. Last question. At the top Mm -hmm. of your playlist, what song is at the top of your playlist? Oh, my God. Um, I think it's the Billie Eilish one. Um, Oh, my God. I forgot the the title of the song. But it's the... Whew. Is it the one about where she she dreamt everything came true? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> I, I love it. Either. We'll put it in the show notes for anyone else who's interested. I I, I know I the song, song, but I I've never actually listened to it. But I it's all over my social media feed, so it's a good one. I love that song. I, I can't believe I've forgotten it. I I think I was just getting flustered with your rapid <laughs> round. Um, but yeah, that 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 I love that song. And tell us, Nosy, uh, if people want to keep up with you and see, um, you know, what you're doing in terms of your businesses or just want yeah. to get to know more about you, um, where can they find you and what are your handles on social media uh, where they can reach you? Okay, so ugh, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry that I'm not um, a, a big Twitter. Um, I don't have a big Twitter presence, but a lot of what... Um, you know, I, I like it when my work speaks for itself. So I will give you the Chocolate Tribe website, which is www.chocolatetribe.co.za. Have a look at the work that we're doing in film and production. And then Earthnut Design, um, also www.earthnutdesign.com. And my Insta handles for both are at 
Ethno Design and for Chocolate Tribe is at Chocolate Tribe, respectively. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry I'm not on, on, on Twitter. Uh, I, um, yeah, I still need to work on that, I guess. <laughs> no problem. That's not a problem. What we'll do is we'll put all your details in the show notes. So if anybody wants to keep up with you, um, they'll find it there. Fantastic. Fantastic. Such a pleasure speaking to you and your insights have just been so amazing and I know our audience is going to love it. Oh, bless. Thank you so much for this. And I'm really, really grateful for this opportunity to share my journey. And I hope it inspires people to go out there and live their dream and uh, make legacies, guys. Let's do this. Yes. Yeah. Thank you all so much for joining us for this week's episode of Make the Shift with the Legal Work. We look forward to hearing from you and we would absolutely love your feedback on this episode. You can hit us up on email at editor at thelegalwork.com or make sure that you're following us on LinkedIn. Reach out to us there or on our Instagram, all under The Legal Work. In addition, please make sure that you are subscribed to the blog and make sure that you register to receive the weekly newsletter where we discuss all things that pertain to work, lifestyle, and journey. Make sure that if you enjoy this, you send this to your friends and your colleagues, everyone that you stand around the water cooler with so that you guys can discuss this and send those discussions back to us. Also, if there's anyone that you think would be absolutely incredible or whose work, life and journey you admire in the legal industry, let us know. We would love to know them too. And maybe you might hear them on this podcast. Thank you so much and we wish you an amazing week.